0: Aloha! Welcome to the Hale'o Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, links our personal walk with God to Philippians 3.12 Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which I was also laid hold of by Christ Jesus. We must have a drive and determination to walk every day in a way that will bring forth God's presence. Okay, before we get in the Word, just a little introduction, right? We've been talking about few weeks ago about David and his open hearts to repent and be broken when Nathan the prophet came to talk to him. It's interesting that before he got in trouble, we have to remember that he was already walking in the third anointing. He was king over all israel right and it it is interesting here in 2nd samuel 11 verse 1 then it happened in the spring at the time when kings go out to battle that david sent joab and his servants with him and all israel what's wrong here the king did not go out to battle. He stopped pursuing. He stopped doing what he was used to doing. He stopped being in the front line. And I bless that for us because it doesn't matter how much we have. If we stop pursuing and walking, That's where we run into problems. And I bless this church, I bless this house, much to withdraw from battle, (laughs) of pursuing, of taking more ground, of walking and making progress with God. We are all aware, a lot of people are aware, that there is something about to happen. Right? There is something that, I mean, you, if you're reading, you know, Christian, you know, around the world, they're looking for this revival, for this wave of something, God moving in a new way. You know, and, and I mean, there's like prophecies and, you know, visions of something happening. And, and every move of God, I mean... You, even the Azusa Street, they, they were aware that like, wait another hundred years and you're going to see something that's going to sweep all over the world. And it doesn't matter if it's, it's going to happen. My question is, am I going to be a part of it? Right. Am I going to be aware of what God is doing and not just be a recipient, but am I going to be an instigator of that move of God happening in the end times? You know, and, and that's what I want to talk about this morning is in Acts chapter 3, after the day of Pentecost, Peter is talking to all the crowds and he's saying, Therefore, repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away, in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus, the Christ, appointed for you. It was the day of Pentecost. And he's already talking about repent and return. That times of refreshing may come. I mean, that was the biggest time of refreshing that they were living already. But I think that it was already known that the church would go through the dark ages. And that was the birth of the church. But this is like a prophetic proclamation, not for those that were standing there, but for us. And that he may send Jesus the Christ appointed for you, whom heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all things, about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient time. So, here it is, right after the birth of the church, and he's saying, heavens must retain him until the time of restoration of all things. Now, that's where you know, the question came to me this week. What am I waiting for? Does it make sense? Everything has been done. Everything has been made available for us. I am still w- waiting for you know, something to happen. I think that one of the things that I had a wrong understanding is the principle of the first fruits, And maybe I'm going to shatter your theology here, which I'm fine with. You know, because one of the things that we always, I mean, we always want Moses to go walk, talk with God for us. Moses, why don't you go? And we stay here, and we're going to listen to what God tells to you, and that's fine for us. And God's going to say, why? I want to be your God, I want you to be my people. Right? And I, I think that it's good to have an intercession. I want you guys to pray for me. But don't pray for me for me to be like the, or anybody, the apostle to the kingdom, the door opener. The door has been opened. The principle of the first fruit works because Jesus is the first fruit. (laughs) Does it make sense? Don't make anybody else another first fruit. The first fruit is Jesus Christ, and he opened the door. He is the firstborn among many brethren. And we are here waiting and waiting and waiting, and then, you know, he gave us apostles and prophets and evangelists, right? Right? Are you guys with me? So I I, I bless this for us because... Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. This is Ephesians 4.13. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. By the trickery of man by craftiness and deceitful, deceitful scheming. I bless that for us because, you know, it was a good week, and I was thinking a lot and waiting on the Lord, and really, I felt such a presence of the Lord this week, and His love. It doesn't mean that it was a perfect week. You know, you still have battles, and you're still fighting, but you you still need to be aware that God is leading us. You know, I want to explain this because I don't want to be, oh wow, you're walking in this. No, I'm not. I don't have it. But I, if I, we come here and just talk about what we already have, we don't need to be here. Does it make sense? If you just talk about what you already have, you don't need faith. We come here to walk by faith. We come here to create something that does not exist. And you don't remember the past, forget the former things, and you press on. Right? This is Paul in Philippians saying, Whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as lost for the sake of Christ. that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Here. Now we got there. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that which for which I was also laid hold of by Christ. We bless that Lord. You know let this be imprinted in our DNA Mm -hmm. as we walk forward. Mm -hmm. I am believing for a new move of God in our lives. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. There's a message by John Robert Stevens called Zion Destroyed and Restored. And he reads Joel chapter 2. And it's a prophecy that of course describes what happened to Israel. But he's also connecting them with the church. You know, because one of the things that's interesting a lot of times in Christianity is that there is a a Part of that replacement theology that the church is the spiritual Israel. And the church now is walking in all the prophecies and promises to Israel. And it is true. But it is true also that it's walking in the judgments, in the dealings of God. Because what Joel chapter 2 describes about Israel is, is what happened to the church. But he's also promising a restoration. And we read in Acts 3, he's waiting for the restoration of all things. So one thing that I, I would imagine is that, you know, if the church is a bride of Christ, the bride makes herself ready. And it has to be at least the same readiness and purity that existed in the early church. Where they would go from house to house and miracles were happening. People were being healed. That was the bride of Christ. And I don't think that the Lord is going to wait. We'll come back for a bride that's divided that's lacking the presence the power the glory so how do we get there you know to me it's it, it is a picture of exactly what happened with Israel and then with the church and the process of restoration that started 500 years ago. And we are walking back and looking to continue this progress, to return to the purity of what God wants to see restored in his church, in his people. We see that the church started already with this message of repentance and talking about the restoration of all things. We see this happening already in, You know, shortly after the, the beginning of the church. You see the problems happening already. In 1 Corinthians, they say, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to a spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in, in Christ. I gave you milk to drink not solid food, for you were not able to receive it. Indeed, even now you're not able yet. And in Revelation, you see John with the visions and the letters to the seven churches. He's really describing the state of those churches. Whether they were real churches or they were like prophetic about the church today. You guys following me? And he's saying, but I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen, and repent, and do the deeds you did at first, or else I am coming to you, and will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent. And it it is interesting, because repentance... Is the preparation for the outpouring? Repentance is a preparation for you to receive something fresh and new the new anointing, the fresh oil. This is this week called Lord Restore 1973. That's why when we talk about the restoration we should amend the common translation of the Greek word in Acts 3.21, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things. But in another translation it reads, until the time of the establishment of all things that the prophets have spoken of. Another translation says, until the times of restitution of all things. Three translations, restoration, restitution, and establishment. Restitution means making right a thing. Restoration is renewing a thing. Establishment could speak of the coming forth on a new level of things that have never even existed before. All three words are significant. Because they describe what the Lord is really doing. They describe our moving up to a new level of restoration. Mm-hmm. I bless that for us. Yes. Lord, we, one of the things that we do repent is our tendency to settle. Our tendency to be satisfied. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that in the process of the return from Babylon remember that there was, they estimate about 3 million Jews living in the Babylonian Empire but only a few thousands returned with Ezra and Nehemiah to rebuild the temple and to rebuild the walls and millions of people just settled all over Babylonian Empire and they they lived there for thousands of years right from 70 to last century they were still there until you know they were like persecuted they had to flee and now a lot of them were returning to Israel also after the second world war it's almost like a fulfillment of god's prophecies that he's going to gather his people from all over the world and bring them back to Israel and i think that that is also true of spiritual israel god is going to restore his church And he's going to restore a drive to walk and to be where he wants us to be. But I want to return out of a free will and a a hunger, not out of a persecution. (laughs) Does it make sense? Not out of the hardship. Not out, because God has to squeeze me to make progress and to continue in this process of restoration. He's going to get us there. One way or another. But I want it to be out of love. I want it to be out of our drive, or our own choice, free will offerings, to come and say, okay, Lord, we're going to keep moving on. I'm not going to camp and settle down in this nice oasis that we have right now, right? Let's build three tabernacles. Isn't this awesome? You know, we could just... Be happy here, Haleonakaola Church, and we have everything Seems so good. And not, <laughs> right? I mean, this is the right people, right? This is not. This is not what we, we gave our lives for. We want to we wanna see your presence. We want to see your anointing. Yeah. But we, we, bless us not to, you know, when kings go out to battle, David stayed back, and then he ran into problems. You know, and uh, it's time to keep pushing. (laughs) It's time to, you know, Lord, restore. Restore our hunger. Restore our drive. Restore our health. Our bodies. Restore the ears, right? That's the the prophecy in Joel 2. I'm going to restore the ears that have been destroyed by the locusts, by the caterpillar. Move on. Don't stop. Don't stop because he's taking us somewhere. And I bless us. I bless because, on the other hand, it's so easy to find excuses, right? So easy to put our focus on the wrong things. We were talking before the the service. And we were also talking about having cubbies outside. And you leave your phone, you leave your, your problems, your mind, your concerns outside. And you come worship the Lord, right? But the truth is that just like your problems are always there, the Lord's presence is always there. You know, and we can come and we can focus on the problems that we have here. Or we can focus on the presence of God that we have here. Does it make sense? Where your focus is, that's what you're going to be worshiping and serving. You choose to focus on the problems or you choose to look at what God has given us. Look at the opportunities. We had a, a pastor come visit us yesterday, and he was like amazed with what we have—the atmosphere, the facility, the property, and everything. And I think it's, it's so easy to come here and take it for granted and forget how blessed we are. You know, and I'm blessed that praise the Lord, all oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits. The key to receive more is you are thankful for what you have. You walk in what you have. You give glory to him because of what you have. And then that opens the door for a greater blessing. To whom that has, more will be given. To those that don't have, Even what they have will be taken away. You know, so don't sit, say, oh, look what that person has. Look at what what that other person has. I don't have anything. (laughs) Watch out. Watch out. Bless that Lord for us. I, I wanted to talk more about the restoration. But it is a very vast subject. But to me I I wanna just connect with the anointing that we have. Yes. You know, and how this thing started. You know, and it, it started with God meeting a man. That's true. With a hunger for God. And he broke away. He was kicked out. He was criticized. He was persecuted only because he was driven to walk with God. You know, and Lord, may that be forever yes. a fire in our bones. Yes. You know, that we will not be able to stop. And I know that this is who you guys are. You know, I was having a a conversation this weekend. Somebody, how can I help you? Uh, You want to know how you can help me? You walking all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) (laughs) You want to help me walking healings, walking in releasing everything. You know, don't wait for me. Does it make sense? Don't wait for me. You walk in it. You run the race with endurance. We are surrounded by this cloud of witnesses. But what are we waiting for? They're not going to run the race for us. Whatever is your destiny, whatever is your talents and your gifts, you walk in them. You exercise them. You put them to work. I cannot do much. Can you worship? Can you sing a song? Can you prophesy? Can you bless somebody? You know, so to me, that's my question this whole week. So what are we waiting for? What is it that I can do today to take another step in in bringing His presence right here tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday? You know, and Lord bless it. We bless it because the kingdom is relationship. And we have it right here. Very much here, available for us to walk in the kingdom today. But on the other hand, relationships can also be a great distraction. Right? And I mean, projects can be a great distraction. Right? But isn't that also an opportunity for relationships? Isn't that also... An opportunity for you to see someone's fault and then pray for them or judge them. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But look at that also. God is in everything. And we can get stuck in the process. I love that song, you know, like, I will thank you, Lord, for the trials. I will thank you, Lord, for the blessings, for the hard times and for the good times. You know, bless that for us. Lord, we're going to be thankful, and we're going to be worshipers. Amen? Let's stand up. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.